0: This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, welcome, Ready Radio, KLZ 560, and yes, today is a live show. We are here on the last day of March, March 31st. Twenty twenty three, a lot going on in the world around us. We'll get into a few things in this particular show today. We've got a very special guest, though, that should be joining us here in just a moment before I get too busy into the uh, the topics of the day, because we've got a special event coming up we want to talk about as well. This this show actually will also replay on Good Friday. We're going to take today's show, including what's on Rush to Reason, and replay it on Good Friday. So for all of you that are are uh, in. That mode, if you would, if you're listening on Good Friday and you happen to be either passing through or you're on the way to Good Friday service or whatever the case may be, we'll talk more about Good Friday in Rush to Reason today as well. So please join us for that, and uh, we'll have some things along those lines as well. But Annette's joining us right now, Annette McFadden from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Annette, welcome. How are you? I should say welcome back.
1: Hey, thanks, John.
0: Always good to have you. Now, you guys out in Elbert County have got a very special event coming up. I talked about it a few weeks ago, and as I said a moment ago, everybody, this show that you're listening to will replay also on April the 7th, and this event is the very next day. So today is the 31st, or so about a week away, Annette, but as they listen to this replay show in a week, it will be the very next day. What is
1: the event? So this is actually a great event, Saturday the 8th from 9 to 5 in Kiowa. Um, and it's at our fairgrounds here in Albert County. Uh, So this is kind of a two-in-one deal. We're doing, it's a fundraiser for a really important uh, nonprofit organization here in Albert County. Um, The initials are ECHO, and what they do is they support our community. They do a lot of things for the needy people here in Albert County. Uh, They're they're amazing, Um, and Erica's the lady who runs that. She's uh, we support her 100%. So not only is this an event to generate money for, you know, uh, an important uh, process here in Albert County, but it also given people an educational opportunity to come and learn that we're going to have, like, 30 vendors here at, at this um, workshop here. There's going to be workshops, um, and the whole thing is called the Self-Reliance Marketplace. And uh, so we, out of those vendors, we're going to have uh, companies that are going to uh, provide ammo. Um, let's see. Let me look at my list here. We've got many, many different vendors. We have the fruitscapes. They they do uh, trees and shrubs and growing fruit in Colorado. Okay. We have um, solar people. We have herbal people. We have bees uh we everything you can imagine that that belongs with food and growing we're going to have either a, a an educational opportunity to watch a class uh so there's going to be instructions on permaculture uh let's see ham radio um, we're going to do one my greenhouse company's going to do one we've got animals by design um Let's see what else we have. Essential oils. We have successful growing, just resilience training, um, all about microgreens, beekeeping 101. um, Let's see. Sub-irrigated planters, water bathing and canning, fermenting. So there's going to be a lot lot of really cool things that people are going to get to Get to see and, and really quick know, for all of
0: you listening, these are the very same things we talk about here each and every week. The difference here, Annette, is where people listen to me on the radio, through a speaker, or you know, potentially through their phone on an app. This is hands on. You'll be able to literally talk to all of these different individuals that this is their expertise. As Annette just said, they'll be demonstrations and workshops of the vendors themselves will also be there there'll be an opportunity uh, for you guys not only to donate to the elbert county coalition outreach but then of course annette to actually find the different things certain individuals may need and the resources that they need will be there and if they want to go ahead and you know either sign up or buy some different things or even learn some more things on down the road all of that opportunity will be there right
1: Absolutely, and you know this is kind of a takeoff. We did a big one uh, last August. That was amazing. Um, you know, part of yep. it was you know your sponsorship and you kind of putting our the word out. But we had we're kind of estimating somewhere between twelve and fifteen hundred people come. Wow! Um, I was there. I was a vendor. I met people from Kansas, people from uh, Cheyenne, and all over. The, the whole state really they came together that kind of shows you people have a well and really experience. quick annette
0: you're the one that also introduced emp shield to us because they were at that particular event they've become a great partner of ours and are on air with us on a pretty routine basis and have done a you know a wonderful job when it comes to shielding against you know an emp strike and just different things along those lines so yeah it, the last one was a huge success this one i believe will be as well, this is something that all of you listening, this is something that we need. Uh, a lot of people, Annette, ask for this. And I know for a lot of you listening, you're like, geez, Albert County, that's a long ways out there. Actually, Annette, it's really not that bad. And on a Saturday, and this will be, you know, the Saturday in between Good Friday and Easter Day, not a lot going on. You know, it'll be a great day to get out and, you know, weather looks like it's going to be decent. It'll be a good day to just come out and have a good time.
1: I believe, yes, I believe it's, uh, it's a, a beneficial drive. For sure to anybody that wants to make the drive you know we had uh people just tell us about the last event this was amazing i can't believe you guys pulled this off this was great um i've learned so much and people are networking you can get business cards and you know with our business here we we work with a lot of people who don't know anything about mm. growing good point they don't know the challenges. Uh, you know, it, involved with Colorado climate, uh, well, guess what? There's going to be experts at this expo that are going to be able to uh, lead them to a, a master growing through their county mm. or what have you. Mm. Uh, if you have a question about soil, we're going to have soil people there. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that bees are serve such an important oh huge uh, purpose yes here, huge huge whether you're gardening or, or you know even health wise we we need to educate people about bees everybody needs to try to do bees if they're able to agree chickens you know chickens are something that well we know the challenges with the eggs right you know well this is an opportunity for somebody to come and, and learn about you know eggs and chickens and the whole bit. You know? Another thing too that I think
0: you know really is important Annette, and you just said it a moment ago, most people don't know the the challenges of growing year round. and I also know because of talking to you and you know the relationship that we now have had for quite some time. and for all of you listening Annette, again, uh, she is with her and her husband, both Colorado greenhouse builders. You hear their spots here, you know their commercials here on a weekly basis. Their number though, if you want to reach them directly is seven two zero five three nine. 9806. You can also find them online at com. And Annette, one thing I know that is a challenge to a lot of folks is just what to grow, what seeds to use, how do I do it, You know, what, what do I plant when and, and where and how deep and all these different things. And again, unless you've grown up on a farm and even then, there's certain things that farmers are experts at, but they may not know about doing something that's out of their own Wheelhouse, you guys are going to cover the gamut on things that should be grown to be self-sustaining, correct?
1: Absolutely, we are. We'll have, you know, experts. I believe we're going to have master gardeners there from our county, which is an amazing group of women that get together and um, you know, they're they're a support system to all of us, everybody out there.
0: That's awesome. Um,
1: so, you, you know, and I believe that's available in just about every county. Um, if not through them, through the CSU, you could probably call CSU Extension and get any answer to anything growing-wise from those amazing people. You know, but we, we're we lucky here because I believe Elbert County is kind of a step ahead.
0: Agreed. And I'm going
1: to give a shout-out to Maggie uh, Witherby, this uh, lady who is – I. I don't know how old she is, but she's quite amazing, and she's taken it upon herself to uh, to wake up a whole bunch of people that are not aware of the challenges mm-hmm. in this world right mm-hmm. now, whether it be financial, you know, the food shortages we have, uh, just the things that could come our way, you know. And then you talk about it, too, John. We don't know what natural disaster is going to hit us. Correct. That we need to be somewhat prepared. Correct. You know, and, um, and I think... These events are are just a step in the right direction to kind of get get people, even if it's your neighbor across the street. We're all better off if our neighbor has some ability to take care of themselves. You know, so I I think I hope that these these things start popping up all over. These educational opportunities, and you know, it doesn't matter you know what you believe or what side of the fence you're on. Bottom line is we all still need uh, food, water, and medical you know we need these components right. to survive in any situation so well, I like you what know.
0: you just said a moment ago too, uh, Annette, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on when a natural disaster or some large thing would happen to come upon us. everyone needs the resources necessary to stay alive and let me tell you what folks you've already seen the you know, just little bits of this, and there's going to be more and more I'm afraid, Annette, as we go down uh the path and what i'm getting at is if you're expecting government to come along And take care of you during any kind of a disaster. Go ask the folks in Ohio after the train derailment there how that's working out for them. Reality is, Annette, you cannot rely on anyone, including your local government, to take care of you. You need to be able to do this on your own. And this is a situation, folks, we're out in Elbert County. The government itself is saying, guys, we will not be here for you. We'll do the very best we can. But the reality is you have to be self-sufficient. Don't rely on us. You have to rely on yourself. That's what this marketplace, you know, the self reliance marketplace event is all about, Annette.
1: Right, absolutely. And you know, even people out here on property, we have we may have a well, but you know, still you you need to be able to operate that well. Correct. You need to know exactly what's gonna happen with your water in that situation in a situation where we don't have electrical or what Correct. have you. You know, so there are still things that even if you were born and raised on a ranch and you've got 100 cows in your backyard, you still need to be prepared for, right. for whether it be a tornado or what have you. Um, you know, so Right. I,
0: right. I, I, okay, I, really quick. I, I shouldn't say really quick. I want you to explain. Take your time because we've got plenty of time, so I, I don't want to say really quick because that's, that's not the case and that, that's just a catchphrase I think a lot of us use and I didn't mean to say that because we have plenty of time. You take your time. You guys at Colorado Greenhouse Builders, there's some new things that you're doing as of late, because I think most folks think, you know, they go to the website, which, by the way, if you go there, you'll see a vast array now of different sizes and shapes of greenhouses that Annette and Jason and the folks at Colorado Greenhouse Builders can do for you. But, Annette, you guys have got some exciting things where you've also got a more cost-saving measure in that you've got some pre-built type units where if somebody's not looking to have a full bore, you know, 40 by 60 greenhouse, you guys have the ability to really tailor even some of the smaller ones and have some regular like shed size greenhouses that don't require all of the same permitting and so on, because if you stay under a certain size, you avoid a lot of those, you know, city and county hassles, if you would. You guys have now got a line of greenhouses to accommodate any folks that even don't have a lot of room in their backyard, is my point, right? Right.
1: Absolutely, and what we've done is we tried to make uh, make this a doable situation for anybody. And what we were running into is people said, "Well, we we're only allowed, you know, a certain size. We can only have maybe one, uh, you, you know, permanent structure in our yard. Our HOA won't let it. What right. have What if? Right. You know. So we designed a small prefab greenhouse that we can i mean we could literally do a six by eight and have it out to somebody's property in two weeks you know or 10 days what and it's uh anchored so it's not considered a permanent structure but yet it still has our uh stability that you know we've built our, our greenhouses out of it's still made of cedar and it's uh it holds up to the weather just like everything else we do and um, it, this is – it's going to open up a lot of doors for people, uh, somebody that, that lives in a subdivision that may be in, may be in Highlands Ranch, I right. don't know, right. uh, that right. that can't have a, a greenhouse that they want. Well, they'll be able to have a small greenhouse now, and they come in all sizes, and uh, it, it's, it just opens up doors for, for anybody. And, you know, we work really well with the HOAs, so we've got drawings, some little – uh, artist rendering, we can get out, and we can customize them to look like, you know, the other buildings, the other outbuildings, or the house, or what have you. If you need custom wings coating that matches your home, we we can do it all. And um, they can even come with raised beds and shelving.
0: Well, thank you. That's the other thing I was going to say, is 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 everybody listening, please don't think for a minute that, hey, you know, I'm not handy, I don't even know where to get the dirt, I don't know how to do this, I have no idea how to plant, I, you know, I just, I need instruction on all of this, Annette, you guys you know offer an entire turnkey system, including the instructions on what to plant, where, you know, how often to water, so on and so forth. You guys can do the whole nine yards, where literally, when you leave, somebody could have seed in the ground and just start waiting for those to sprout, and away they go.
1: Absolutely, we work a lot with our our upcoming customers and we try to tell them, okay, Hey, this is your date. We're going to have your greenhouse here, you know, start your seeds a couple, you know, two, three weeks prior, uh, just kind of get a jump on it. And it's been working great, you know? So we, yes, we do. And we do have a lot of people who, who say, you know what? I don't even know what dirt to pick. I don't know what to put. I don't know what to grow. What can I do? Well, we'll, we'll guide them through, you know? Um, and it's, it, it kind of goes back to that that old way that our parents taught us or our grandparents is plant and grow seasonal. And Colorado is, uh, we're allowed to do that here. And then if you add a greenhouse on top of that, you're doing amazing. Right. Because you're able to grow in February and March when it's
0: white right. and right. cold
1: outside. My greenhouse was green.
0: I was just going to say, know? for those of you that have a little bit larger property, Annette, you guys have the ability to also do something to where you could have a little bit of a, an escape, if you would. It's more than just a greenhouse. There's things you can do inside of it, water features and what have you, to where it really becomes even a place to hang out in the middle of winter where you're looking around thinking, man, I'd like to get outdoors, but you can't because there's all this white stuff all over. Uh, that you know, In this particular case, you guys can build, some, <clears throat> build something to where people can enjoy that space literally on a year-round basis.
1: That's right. We're, we're doing even a, a wedding venue that is, uh, gonna oper- open up an opportunity for these people mm. who have not been able to do, um, outside weddings. Well, they're gonna somewhat be able to do an outside wedding. They're gonna have the views and the, wow. you know, the ambiance of an outside wedding, but it's gonna be in a nice, beautiful awesome. greenhouse. And, um, you know, so these, and they're, they're also beautiful. They are beautiful and, you know, we, uh, we pride ourselves on uh, using American-made products. Our, our polycarbonate and our, our lumber is um, from America. And um, so that that is, uh, I think, important. Agree. That we invest in our own country right Agree. now.
0: And you guys also, I know this, just because I know you guys, you also invest locally. You do as much as you can on a local basis. Yes, there's some things you have to source outside of our particular area, but as much as you guys possibly can, you're sourcing right out of your own back backyard if you would uh, you know in your neighborhoods and so on which is helping the folks here in Colorado as well so not only are you doing it on a USA made but you're doing it really as much as you can on a Colorado supplied basis as well
1: we are yes we try to get everything we possibly can local here um, even in my own county if there's something we can get mm-hmm. uh, we, we try to do that we try to hire you know local we try yep. to do support our, our kids our high school boys we do um, you know some some programming, some uh, training, and some different programs where we bring in these high school kids and teach them all about greenhouses, teach them some construction skills, and 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 hope that you know someday they'll they'll you know do something in that line of yep. work to benefit the. The
0: community. Well, we sure appreciate you spearheading a lot of this, and that is because of you and, and uh, the folks that you're affiliated with that this happens. Again, folks, this is going to be on April the 8th, so today, we're about a week away from that. If you're listening to this show as a replay on Good Friday, it is tomorrow, so it'll be Saturday, April 8th, 9 a.m., to 5 p.m. Elbert County Fairgrounds. It's in the exhibit building, but once you get out that way, you will not be able to miss what's going on. Uh, you can Google you know, and put it into your maps as far as Elbert County Fairgrounds goes. It'll take you right there. And depending upon where you live in the city, you may find yourself actually driving out east and kind of around everything, which is a nice little drive by the way. So again, Annette, no matter where folks are in town, they can come out and find you guys. And again, full day of education, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Do you have to stay the whole day of Of course not. You can come and go as you please, but I'll tell you, you're not going to want to miss this event because you guys are going to have a lot of things there for folks looking to be prepared for whatever comes along in life.
1: Right. And it's a small fee. It's, I think, a $10.
0: $10 per person, kids under 12 free.
1: Yes. And we're also going to have food available. There's some of our local uh, food uh, trucks that serve our county here. They're going to be there. We're going to support them and uh, just come out and... Expect to learn something and network,
0: you know, awesome.
1: collect the card. And if you do end up with a greenhouse or a garden, you're going to have the resources to be successful.
0: Annette, as always, we appreciate it very much. Colorado Greenhouse Builders, folks, go out, support this event, learn at the same time. And if you need a greenhouse, you can find them on our website, ready-radio.com, or you can go to ColoradoGreenhouseBuilders.com, either way. Annette, thank you. Tell Jason and all the guys, thank you for me as well. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you very much. Thank
1: you for all your support, Tom. You're very Take
0: welcome, care. Annette. Thank, thank you. And she is, folks. And again, another great sponsor of ours, Stack Optical, as we talk about you know, what to do down the road when it comes to vision and being prepared and making sure you've got everything dialed in, much along the lines of what Annette was just talking about. you got to make sure that your eyewear is doing what you need it to do as well and that it will do exactly what you want when you want it, whether it's now or in that time of emergency. And for some of you that do specialized things, woodworking, or you work around you know, a welder or technicians, auto technicians, you name it. Whatever you're doing, Allen can build a set of custom lenses for whatever it is you do in life. Some of you might sew a lot and do different things that way. You need different type of glasses and lenses to accommodate the different things that you do. And Allen can do all of that, including giving you some backup pairs so that you're ready to go in the case of an emergency as well. Stack Optical, Allen Stack, 303-321-15. 578 In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat
2: Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away.
0: All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. And again, yes, that uh, Marketplace Self-Reliance Expo, uh, Elbert County Fairgrounds. Just talked to Annette a moment ago about that. And for those of you listening on Good Friday, it will be the very next day, which, again, this is an event you do not want to miss. A lot of the things that we talk about here on a weekly basis will be there. And uh, I'm sorry that I will not be. If I was uh, going to be in town that day, I would be, but I will not be in town. Otherwise, you would see my face there, and and uh, I would love to attend. There's going to be a lot of great things going on uh, at that particular event, so make sure that uh, if you can get out there, you do. And, again, $10 to get in. That money does go to the Elbert County Coalition Outreach, and they do a lot of different things to train people along the same lines of what we're doing here each and every Friday, so that's not going into some, you know, somebody's pocket uh, to even put on the expo. This is put on by the county, and then they're just looking for the donations back to help out the coalition outreach, as Annette said earlier. Ten dollars per person. Kids under twelve are free. And if you get out that way, you know, please let them know you heard them here as well. And again, this, these are some of the things that we talk about each and every Friday. It's not even the end of the world things that we talk about that we want you to be prepared for. It's anything that may come along. You may find yourself in a weather situation. There's a lot of potential wildfires. We're under a red flag today on the 31st of March. In fact, Charlie and I just looked west, and there's a fire up on... The foothills and those sorts of things you have to be prepared for as well. So this is not just about some, you know, gigantic EMP or, or war or things along those lines, you know, solar flares, etc. These are things that can happen on a local basis that you still need to be prepared for and make sure that you can handle whatever it is that may come along and that you're you're ready to do that. OK, I want to talk about a couple of things today. We we talked money a little bit last week, not Probably as much as I would like, because the money side of things is a big deal. What do you do to make sure you're prepared on the money side? I also wanted to get into today for just a few minutes here. There is a ton, ton of what I consider to be misinformation regarding money, the U.S. dollar, and so on. And I know a lot of you listen to a gentleman by the name of Glenn Beck. I like Glenn. Glenn is an awesome talk show host. He's probably somebody that utilizes... His voice and his talent in a way that others are, are unlike. I mean, he is unmatched when it comes to some of those things. So is he a very talented individual when it comes to his show and what he does? Absolutely, he is. Bear with me here, folks. And this is not any kind of a, of a put-down or a slam or anything along those lines. But I a Christian, a born-again believer. We're going to talk more about that in the Rush to Reason program as we get into heading into Holy Week, and then this show, of course, and, and Rush to Reason will, will replay on Good Friday. But what I'm going to say next, I sincerely mean, I struggle to listen to individuals that don't have the same faith that I have when it comes to things that are happening worldwide because I feel like they taint them, with their own belief system and what that means to them, and Glenn is one of those. If you're a Christian, even a hardcore conservative that's not a Christian, and you're listening to Glenn Beck getting all freaked out about what Glenn says about the end of the world and the end of the dollar and so on and so forth, I'm just going to say it. Stop listening to him in that regard. Now, you can listen to him on a lot of other levels, and Glenn is right when it comes to a lot of different things he talks about politically and so on, but when it comes to his his forecast of the dollar and where it's headed, and even the petrodollar and where that's headed, I believe firmly Glenn is 100% wrong. In fact, when it comes to things along those lines, I will go on record saying this, Glenn hasn't been right yet, even in past history. Glenn, for those of you that don't know, is a Mormon. A very staunch Mormon. If you know anything about the Mormon religion and what they believe you'll understand why glenn says some of the things that he says and again i'm not bashing mormonism any way shape or form that's not the point of this conversation if you want to know about my my actual beliefs on mormonism you can email me and i can have a discussion that way i'm not going to do that on air for obvious reasons in fact i'd be here far too long than the 30 minutes i have left of this program to get into those things but i just want you to understand especially as christians When you hear someone like Glenn making end-of-the-world predictions, you have to look at it in the light of his own background and his belief system. I heard him last night on my way home. I just happened to tune in to Tucker Carlson on my way home. I thought I don't normally listen to him, but for some reason last night I thought I'll tune in. What I thought was really interesting last night is Fox News had Glenn Beck On Tucker Carlson, even though Glenn's got his entire own network called Blaze News. I thought it was just odd, Charlie, that they would be interviewing Glenn Beck, given that there's some competition, actually, between Blaze and Fox. Now, they complement each other. I get that as well. But really, Glenn started Blaze to sort of be his own network, if you would, to get away from the Fox News of the world. So for them to be interviewing him, I just thought was very unique and very kind of weird, actually. Now, I also will make a confession. Tucker starts interviewing Glenn, and Glenn immediately gets into the petrodollar and the fact that Brazil and some other countries are going to start trading oil and things that aren't USD. Frankly, I don't care. Third world countries not dealing in USD for their oil does not bother me in the least, and it will not bother our dollar either. It won't, folks. These are third world dictatorship countries that are deciding how they want to pay for oil. I don't care if they pay in whatever they want. They can trade it for all I care. It isn't going to affect the U.S. dollar at all. Yes, I'm going to stand on that, and you'll see over the next few weeks that I'm correct. It's not going to change anything. Glenn thinks it's the end of the U.S. dollar, that everything will tank tomorrow because they're starting to trade oil in, in things other than the U.S. dollar. Now, keep in mind, before about 1973 or 4, I can't remember what year it was, they traded oil and all sorts of things other than the U.S. dollar. It wasn't until then that the U.S. dollar became the standard for oil. As far as the commodity of, you know, buying and selling oil. Before that, it was done in all sorts of different currencies. Did the U.S. dollar collapse before that? Of course not. Is it going to collapse now because of this? Of course not. But see, Glenn looks at things differently and through a different lens than I do, because frankly, Glenn reads a different Bible than I read. Yes, I just said that. He does not read the same Bible that I read. And he'll talk a lot about spiritual things, and that's all great, but he doesn't believe the same things I do, or you do as a Christian. Again, that's another discussion for another day that I'm not going to get into right now, but trust me when I say that. He is not looking at things end-time-wise the same way you and I would. I'll also say this. Are we getting closer to the end times? Every day that clicks off, we are, of course. Are we directly getting close to the end times? Folks, I have been listening to that speech or that spiel as long as I can remember, because keep in mind, I grew up in the church. And since I was probably the age of four or five, I've been listening to the fact that Christ could come at any turn because the world's, you know, just getting crazier and crazier, and look out, he's about to come back. I'm 58 years old. How long have I been listening to that? Now. That's not to say that those individuals aren't right and we're not getting closer and closer. But when I was a kid, literally, I would hear people say, oh, I doubt you'll ever be a teenager or I doubt you'll ever get married. Oh, I doubt you'll ever have kids. I doubt you'll ever have grandkids. Folks, I've heard that my entire life, almost to the point now to where I'm probably a little tainted on some of that because I heard it so much it's like the guy that you know, cries wolf every single day. The wolf never comes. And then, of course, the day that he comes, nobody wants to listen. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm still going to pay attention, still watch, and all of that. But I have been hearing since I was a little boy that the end times are here. Now, are they? We're always getting closer, folks. I'll never, I'll never not say that or admit that. In fact, Richard and I, my son, we'll get into some of that as we get into our Good Friday special here in just a little bit. But my point is this. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful what you click on. We live in a day and age where everybody's a quote-unquote expert on everything about everything. And the reality is none of them are correct on everything. Now, I will say this, not bragging, but as we talk to Dr. Kelly Victory on Rush to Reason every single Thursday like we've been doing now for almost two years— the majority of things that her and I and Steve House have talked about when it comes to COVID and vaccines and just, the, just the, the whole virus itself, we've not been wrong on because we've used real data and information to back up the things that we predicted and believed in and still do, by the way. I'm doing the same thing when it comes to things we're talking about when it comes to end times and money. Would the Fed love to put us on some sort of a quote-unquote digital currency. I've said it over and over again that the IRS would love to put us on that because they hate cash. Would the Fed love to see cash go away? I don't know so much that the Fed wants to see it go away as they just want the ability to track where every dollar is. Okay? I don't think it's this... You know, yes, is there some evil plans behind this to take us to a one-world government and so on and so forth? Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. And is that a step closer? You know, I guess you could say back in the day barcodes were. But I remember being a kid, having the church that I was in talk about barcodes being a mark of the beast. Yes, I was actually taught that. Charlie, you probably were as well. It's a form of the mark of the beast. You know, all these barcodes everywhere, blah, blah, blah. It's just nonsense, folks. That was that was utter nonsense. Barcodes had nothing to do with the Mark of the Beast. Now, is technology in general going to take us closer and closer to a one-world government? Well, of course it will. Of course it will. To have you know, an Antichrist that's a one-world leader and the ability to speak to everyone at one time, you have to have the ability, communication-wise, to even make that happen. Are we there yet? No. No. Honestly, folks, we're not there yet. We're close. We're getting closer. But no, we're not there yet. You know, think about this for a moment. How divided are we as a country? Very, by the way, that are out there. The hundred plus countries that are out there. How divided are we? Very. How divided are some countries in and amongst themselves? Look what's going on in France right now. Look what's happening there. Tell me how unified we are on a worldwide basis. Folks, we're not. But yet you've got these individuals running around acting like the end times are tomorrow and everything's going to be collapsing and be ready. Now, am I going to tell you to be ready? Absolutely I am. Always be ready. You never know. Scripture says he'll come like a thief in the night. We have no idea when he's coming. He doesn't know when he's coming. Only the Father does. And I can guarantee you this, Glenn Beck doesn't know. People like Glenn Beck don't know. And yet I get time and time again, almost daily, somebody will send me something where someone like a Glenn Beck is predicting the end of the dollar or the end of this or the end of that. Are we going to go through more, more uh, issues when it comes to our financial world we live in? Of course we will. And by the way, we have been since I was a kid. Times get good, times get bad. Times get good, times get bad. I've watched this my entire career actually being in business for myself. Does it mean the dollar is going to collapse tomorrow? No, folks, it doesn't. In fact, you can look right now. Our dollar, I I checked this, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday, our dollar right now is as strong as it's been. There's been no collapse of it whatsoever. Go look and see how it trades against the euro, against the, the yen, uh, against the uh, you know, Canadian dollar. Go look and see where it's at and tell me how weak it is. And actually, it's strong enough right now that it's hurting our exports, which is what happens when you have a strong dollar. Other countries can't afford to buy what we export, so it hurts us in that way. Now, I believe in a strong dollar. I want a strong dollar. I don't care if it hurts our exports. I want a strong dollar for all sorts of other reasons. But to have somebody like Glenn Beck running around talking about if other countries trade oil in anything other than the U.S. dollar, it's going to collapse the dollar, the guy's insane. It's just not going to happen, folks. Stop listening to that nonsense. And tell your friends and family and even other Christians you know to stop listening to it as well. Because the less of that we, you know, we, we permeate throughout society, the better off we'll all be. It's not helping, is my point. Now, I also know... That a lot of talk show hosts, I'm not one of them, by the way, because I don't, I don't operate this way, but a lot of folks work off of fear because they know if they can you know, generate more fear and they can get more listeners and they can up their ratings and so on, it means more dollars in their pockets. I don't do that. I, I don't permeate fear. You guys all know that. In fact, probably the opposite of that. Not that I'm pie in the sky by any means. I'm very much a realist. You all know that. And I want to look at things in a realistic manner, but I'm not going to buy into something just to buy into it because somebody says so. Do your own research. Quit listening to the stuff that's all over the internet. TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. Instagram. I can go down the list of where all of these stories and short little clips are and, and the doomsdayers, if you would, and what they're saying. And by the way, I watch a lot of them because you all send them to me, which... I'm fine with keep sending them, but I always send you something back that, no, this isn't true because of X, Y, Z. And, and I get these on an ongoing basis. In fact, I had people all the way back when Biden became president telling me that he wasn't going to be president. There was going to be a coup. Trump is still in power. He's always going to be in power. The military's working on his side, blah, 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 blah. None of it's been true. And it still isn't true. There's still people out there thinking that that's true, but it's not. In fact, one of you listeners that maybe still listens, maybe doesn't, owes me dinner. Because I told you all along, Biden will be inaugurated. He'll be president. I believe he'll fulfill his full four terms unless something happens to him. You know, he- heaven forbid something would, because I don't, I don't wish any ill on anyone, including President Biden. Doesn't. By the way, saying that doesn't mean I like the guy, because I don't. I think he's very evil, and he's done a lot of bad things for the country. But I'm not going to wish any ill will on anyone. It's not who I am. Do I want somebody to replace him in the presidency in 2024? Absolutely, I do. Who is that going to be? I don't know, folks. I don't know. But even on that one, I've been right. A lot of folks said Biden wouldn't make it his first half of his term. He has. And he will. And he'll go all the way to the end. And I do believe firmly he will be their candidate on the Democrat ticket for president of the United States in 2024. I've had a lot of you argue with me on that, but guess what? So far, I've been right. And again, I'm not bragging. This is not, uh, this is not a, a braggadocious statement by any means, but you just have to look at the facts and look at it openly and then make determinations and stop listening to the people that are wrong all the time. And I hate to say this, but Glenn is one of those. And I like the guy. I have a lot of respect for him as a radio host, TV host. But there's a lot of things that he's wrong on. He, let me go all the way back really quick, by the way. He was wrong when he predicted Romney would be president. Keep in mind, the Mormons thought because Romney was their guy, a Mormon, that he was sort of the called-upon guy to be president from God and that he would be president of the United States. Glenn Beck said that. Guess what? Didn't turn out that way. Again, because you have to look at what side of the of the spectrum he's coming from and where his beliefs come from. It's why I don't listen to a lot of what he says, by the way, because he and I, spiritually speaking, are are opposites. We are far apart. We are not even close. So I struggle to listen to and believe guys that are on the other end of the spectrum from where I am. And all of you listening to me should look at that the exact same way. And by the way, this is something I've never talked about on air before. Never mentioned it. But it's getting to the point where I get more and more messages from a lot of you listening that put a lot of stake into what guys like Glenn say. And I've got to set the record straight. I owe it to you guys as listeners to do so. I have no choice. So I figured on Ready Radio, given the fact that this is not Rush to Reason and I have a little more freedom to do these sorts of things, I wanted to do it here versus Rush to Reason, I've said what I want to say. Be careful who you listen to. Do your research on your own and make your own educated decisions and stop listening to who these quote-unquote pundits are because most of them are saying what they say just so they can garner more clicks and more dollars. I mean that sincerely. I'll leave you with that. Ready Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away.
0: In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures All over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. All right, Charlie just informed me that the first barcode testing was done just a few blocks from where he grew up. So it's all Charlie's fault. You can blame him for Mark of the Beast down the road because that's where it's all coming from is that old barcode. I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because I'm serious, though, folks. Growing up, I cannot tell you how many times I heard that things like the barcode were, were going to develop into the... Mark of the Beast, and so on and so forth. And again, we're going to get into some of that a little bit. I don't want to get too in-depth in that because I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, wanting Rush to Reason to ever be that type of a program. But today, given the fact we're starting into Holy Week this next week, and that show will play on Good Friday itself, we'll get into a few more things today that we typically don't get into. So if that's something you really enjoy, stay tuned for the next couple of hours because I've got some special guests joining us in the first hour, and then my son and I. We're going to talk more about some of those things in the second hour. All right. How much cash should you have on hand? This is always a question that comes up, and a lot of folks think, well, if it gets to the point to where they, you know, we have this digital coin, this digital currency, what's going to happen to cash? Well, I firmly believe, and I don't think I'm wrong in this, cash will have a place in our society for quite some time. You would literally have to outlaw cash, make it illegal to use. Which, again, I just don't see the, you know, the sheer investment that the United States of America makes with taxpayer dollars on an annual basis to make sure we have currency going around. I just don't see that happening. Not next year. Not the year after. Not the year after that, even. Will it maybe eventually come? We're still printing money right now, folks. Those mints are still in operation, and they're still printing money and coin right now as we speak. Even... Well, here in Denver, 3 o'clock on a Friday, probably still producing money as we speak. I don't know when the mint shuts down, Charlie, but I'm guessing it'll run till 4 or 5 o'clock tonight, typically. And I believe they do that pretty much every single day except for the national holidays. And we only do coin in Denver, by the way. We don't, pre- we don't produce any print. Is Philly, wh- where do they do print, Charlie? Is it Philly that does print? I'd have to look that up. Some of you that may know can tell me where the currency is actually printed. I think Philly is one of the mints that does print. San Francisco, I think, is there's only a couple. So maybe it's Philly and San Francisco that do print and everything else is done with coin. It's been, by the way, decades since I toured the Denver Mint as a kid going through a field trip. Fascinated, by the way, as a kid watching coin get printed and so on. And there is still a lot of money, coin included, in circulation. And to outlaw that would be a mammoth task And something that I, again, I just don't see that happening. Just like Scott Garlis and I talked yesterday about some of the folks out there that are convinced that there's going to be six banks within the next two years. That's not happening either, folks. Not going to happen. Too much of a disruptor and politically speaking too hard on people wanting to run for office again, that's also not going to happen. That's my predictor. And I know a lot of you would would disagree with me, but it's just not going to happen. To happen. So, again, and by the way, Dave Dave Hart, thank you for listening and giving me kind of a thumbs up on what I said earlier. I I enjoy having a thumbs up every now and then when I get into some of those difficult conversations. So, knowing somebody's out there, at least rooting for me, means a lot. So, Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado, he is our guy that does all of our roof repairs, all of mine personally, by the way. And if you ever need anything when it comes to roof repair, Dave is your guy. Roof repair, replacement, extending the life of, you name it, Dave can do it. I say that all the time, but find him at ready Radio. Dot com. But rainy day funds, how much cash is enough? I got just a few minutes here to where I think I can get through this. There's really no universal answer for this, by the way. In other words, somebody can't say, oh, you need 10 grand of cash or you need five grand of cash. You need 50 grand's worth of there's no there's no standard answer. It's going to be different for every family, every couple, every individual depending upon what your needs are. The rule of thumb is have enough cash to cover one the six months worth of your normal living expenses that's the rule of thumb now a lot of folks can't do that and i understand what you would need to do in that case is how much expenses do you have each month i don't let's say it's two grand use a nice easy number if you want to get through six months of that well six times two you know do the math you need twelve thousand dollars if that's the case if if that if you want to go for full six months and covering your own basic expenses, you'd need $12,000 if your expenses are 2000 a month. Now, if your expenses are 10000 a month, do the math on that. It's a lot bigger number. Add a zero to that number. So someone making 50000 a year with average debt and savings might have $500 in hard cash and $2,000 in a rainy day savings account. By the way, that's not enough. I'll tell you that right now. That is not enough. Someone making $100,000 a year with average savings in retirement might keep $3,000 on hand and another $10,000 in the bank. Again, not enough. Not enough. If you're somebody making $100,000 a year, your expenses are far more than that. I can tell you that right now. Now, maybe they're not and you live pretty frugally and still make hundred grand a year. Okay, if that's you, then this conversation probably doesn't apply because you've already got the cash stash you need anyways. So this doesn't apply to you. Someone with a million-dollar net worth might have $10,000 on hand and $25,000 in liquid savings. Okay? Again, they also may not have as much much monthly debt and monthly expense as you think. Because, again, typically when you get to that higher level, you've accumulated a few things, and you may not have as much monthly expense as you think you might, or as others might think you might. So, depending upon what you've got, again, in Debt and things along those lines, it would depend upon how much cash you would need. Now, I'm also a believer that when it comes to that sort of end of time situation to where, you know, an EMP hits something along those lines and you're trying to make ends meet, cash is probably not going to be your big friend. It will be the first few days because people will be accepting cash the first week, maybe, of an event like that. After that, all bets are off because cash will be useless to most people. Other forms of buying and selling will replace paper currency. Silver might still be, okay, gold maybe. I, I'm, I'm a doubter even on gold because somebody that's got, you know, something they're wanting to sell, what, what's the gold piece doing for them? They'd rather have something else they can use that has value versus the, versus the gold. Unless they're very, very wealthy and they've got all sorts of other things they've stashed, then they might want your gold, but otherwise they don't even want the gold. So, again, you need the right amount of tangible money on hand depending upon what you're looking at, what kind of a disaster you might be going through. So, it, it, this is a big it depends. I really don't have any other way to say what is that right dollar figure. I think for each person, each family, it's different. Now, I also will say this, that you know, being prepared for the what-ifs of life could also be loss of job. All of a sudden, hey, I'm out of a job. Okay, now what? How much do you have stashed away? How much savings do you have? How much cash do you have? A loss of a job can be a big deal. Have you stored up enough just in case? To me, having cash for something like that is even a bigger deal than the end of world scenario. You need other things stashed for the end of the world scenario, not necessarily cash. But a loss of a job, that's a big deal. And, by the way, depending upon your family, that might be two people working. What if both people lose their job? Now what? Okay, now what? I read, I read an article the other day where somebody was talking about having a particular job, and one of them had lost their job. The wife was now the main breadwinner because he had lost his job. They didn't know how they were going to make ends meet. Uh, they were having to sell all sorts of things to try to make things, you know, to, to try to you know, make sure they can put food on the table and so on. It's tough. Got another friend of mine, a family friend, where the husband has had a heart attack, heart failure, if you would, and is still not responsive after a week. Don't know where this is headed. It's not good. What would you do if that were you and your family? Do you have the means necessary to handle something along those lines? Again, folks, this is Ready Radio. We're trying to teach you to be ready. For anything that may come along, including even a medical emergency, what would you do in that situation? Have you planned ahead? Have you thought through that? Do you have everything handled, even with a Michael Bailey, for example, when it comes to your living will and things along those lines? Is all of that done and handled? Who makes those decisions in your family if one of the main breadwinners is incapacitated? What happens then? These are real-life stories I just gave you, one in particular that's very close to me right now that I'm just shaking my head. I don't, I don't know what they do. These are difficult times. What do you do for long-term care when you're not even of that age that's in your 70s and 80s? What do you do? What do you do when you're my age and you have to go to long-term care? Are you thinking through all of that to make sure that you've got all of that dialed in in that particular situation? If the answer is, I don't know, then you need to make sure that you do know. Again, these are the things that I'm talking about every single week on Ready Radio. It's not just for end-of-the-world scenarios. It's what if this happens, what do you do? And in your world, you need to be sitting down at the table on a routine basis talking about these things. By the way, these are things no one ever wants to talk about. What if someone becomes incapacitated? What happens? Who takes over in the family? What do we do to get through this? Kids, what's your responsibility going to be if something were to happen to mom or dad? Have these conversations. If you haven't, you need to because, yes, they can happen. Again, I've got someone very close to me that this has just happened to. How do you deal with that? How are you going to make it through that? And if you don't have the answer, You've got to get that dialed in and done. All right, Rush to Reasons coming up next. Again, this is a live show on March 31st. This one will replay, though, on Good Friday. So if you're listening, have a, have a um, I always hate to say good, a good Good Friday because I don't know why it's called Good Friday. Have a respectful and somber Good Friday. Looking forward to Resurrection Day on Sunday is what I should say. We'll be back, though, in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Ready Radio, KLZ 560.